will be low. Our climb will be steep. We may not get there in one year or even in one term. We as a people will get to the promised land. I promise you, we as a people will get there. And whenever men and women straighten their backs up, they are going somewhere because a man can't ride your back unless it is better. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing anything. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Everybody Mad, the podcast where nothing is off the table, facts are currency, and at some point, everyone will feel uncomfortable. This is what happens after. Welcome to Everybody Mad, the podcast. Welcome back to Everybody Mad. You're now entering Everybody Mad chat room. This is your boy, Rel, and I'm so happy, as always, that y'all are tuning in and out joining me. Before I get into anything, I'm going to get a couple bars off. Um, you know, it's, it's been an interesting, you know, 2021 already. Uh, we opened the year coming in strong with episodes, and then just something just fell off with, you know, the end of February was Black History Month. Um, March came, and it is what it was, and now we're here in April, and... It's just been an interesting first quarter of the year. Um, we, we making it. You know, I'm vaccinated at this point. Um, I'm ready for the streets. I'm ready for the shits and shenanigans of the summer. Uh, summertime in New York City is unmatched. So if you're in New York this summer, uh, you trying to have some fun, you, you looking to, to turn up, let me know, cause I'm 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 with I'm with all of it. Uh, I'm I'm completely with the shits uh, this summer. So so let me know. Um, but as I said, I I appreciate y'all as listeners. Um, literally every week when I check in and and just go and look at the the metrics, uh, the analytics, I'm just excited because I'm like, oh yeah, people really listening. Um, and so for me, it's just, it's reminding me to stay, uh, dedicated. It's reminding me to stay focused. Uh, so I have y'all to thank for that. And so that's appreciated. That's love, um, from you all that, um, y'all don't know about, and I, I just use it on a regular basis. So as always, um, Welcome back to Everybody Mad chat room. Email everybodymadpod at gmail.com. IG, Facebook, Everybody Mad Pod. And on all major podcast platforms, Everybody Mad. Uh, remember to tell your friend, to tell a friend, uh, to listen to Everybody Mad. Send them your favorite episodes and tell them why you like this shit. Uh, so I'm in the, the chat room this week with a, a guest. Um, I'm happy to have this conversation. Um, it's been a long time coming. I, I've talked about this on the show. Uh, my interest of uh, the season this year has had a particular focus around um, advocating for the legalization of sex work. And we're, we're going to get into that. And today I'm, I'm having the opportunity to be joined um, by a content creator. And I want to have a pretty uh, lively and open, honest, you know, real fucking conversation. Not no bullshit like we gonna we're gonna just talk real like this is what it's gonna be so as always uh i asked my guests to give their name age uh sex location and one interesting fact about themselves so say what's up to the people hey guys i am nikki nicole um well the real nikki nicole <laughs> um, i'm 34 um i'm in california and what was the other question one interesting fact about yourself um, I don't know. I guess the fact that I'm just like a goofball, a lot of people don't expect it from me. A lot of people look at me as, I don't know, conceited, stuck up. But yeah, that's, it's interesting. People are very like wild when they see how goofy and 
So you're a goofy, cool person. I like that. Copy. <laughs> so um, that's going. We hopefully that's going to come out in this conversation. Um, because this is a this is a lively topic. It's an interesting topic. I feel like everyone likes the subject matter of sex. Um, before we even get into that, how's your day going? It's long, but it's good. <laughs> the innuendo on that one. I didn't even, like, that literally went over my head the first time. I was like, okay, cool, yeah. All right, long, but it's good. That, that's what that's what they say. Um, so we're, we're going to get into uh, OnlyFans today. We're, we're going to talk about that experience and that journey. Um, and I, and I, I'm framing it specifically about that experience and that journey because I feel like it's something that, um, in the middle of quarantine in the pandemic last year, you know, OnlyFans largely, uh, you know, took up a lot of the spotlight. It wasn't, that wasn't the first year OnlyFans came about. Um, right. OnlyFans has been out for about, what, five years now, give or take, yeah. five, six years, um, something along those lines. And so it, it's, it's, it's had some um, significance in the adult sex work um, field and industry already. But, you know, we were all home and uh, seeking out more content um, right. to occupy our time. <laughs> <laughs> I say that with a ugh, too. Yeah, because uh, I, can, uh, I can only imagine what that potentially meant for you as a, as a creator. Um, yeah, so, like, let's start here. Uh, let's just, just dive into it and, and, and start talking about OnlyFans, um, content creating, what it all means to be a modern-day sex worker, um, and see what we come up with. So, what's what's your everyday life like? Like, what's a typical day life for, like, Nikki Nicole? Um, busy sometimes. Sometimes it's not so busy, you know? Since I am my own boss, I make my own schedule. So a lot of times, even though people think, oh, they're constantly creating um, content every single day, most of us are not doing that. Mm. (laughs) Most of us actually live regular, normal lives and have other businesses that we may attend to more than OnlyFans. And that is me. So for me, um, I actually create content about once or twice a week. Um, I will create content that whole day that I pick. So if I say, you know, Monday, this is the day where I'm creating content, then that's the day that I spend all day creating content, just changing out clothes and things like that and toys, you know. So, um, put a, put a time on that. Give me a time. Like when you say all day, are we talking eight hours? Are we talking a lot? And I'm being um, serious when I ask this. Are we talking a lunch break? We're talking about five hours. I want to say five hours for me. Do I get a lunch break? Hell no. But I do. A, I get a lot of smoke breaks because I be stressing myself out. Okay. <laughs> all right. So. <laughs> Why are you stressing yourself? I want, okay, like, and I'm happy, yes. Why are you stressing yourself? Let's talk about it. Because it's not easy uh, creating content. Like, you have to be really creative because, you know, who wants to keep seeing the girl fuck herself in the same bedroom and, you know, with the same lighting over and over and over and over again? 
So you have to get real creative, especially if you do mostly solos. Um, I do guy, girl, girl, girl in solos, but in the beginning, I was doing only solos. So I was like, damn, what do I do next? I did the bedroom, I did the couch, I did the kitchen, I did the floor. What else am I going to do? So I would literally stress out trying to figure out, like, the next big idea. Go to the roof. I saw that the other day. Huh? I saw somebody on the roof the other day. (laughs) Yes, and they do that. They do the car, every, the staircase, like, they don't care. So. So... You mentioned you stress. You mentioned um, that it is hard to come up with, with content. You do have to be creative. Um, as someone who, you know, has a podcast, as someone who's been a writer, um, as someone who, you know, engages, you know, in, you know, the world of communications, you, you do have to be creative. You have to try to figure out how to continuously connect, you know, with people in, in this way. Um, so how, how, how did you get your first scene idea? Let's start. Let's, let's go back there. Well, see, OnlyFans isn't my. I've been in the sex worker world. You know, I've been a part of the adult industry for a very long time. I'm 34, and I got into the adult industry at 18. So being creative for, like, the first scene idea was, it came easy for me. Because before OnlyFans, um, even during OnlyFans, even now, I'm a cam model. You know, I'm on cam soda and stream aid and things like that. So... My first scene, it was just, honestly, one of the the videos that I, honestly, it was really one of the videos I already made for Cam Soda. I just transferred my videos from Cam Soda to Molly. <laughs> that's it, that's all, to be honest. So why did you get into sex work? Wait, can you say it again? Uh, you cut out. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to open up um, a nonprofit for young black girls in um, the black community. Because uh, I want to speak about this anyway. So I got tricked into sex working. And I say trick because I met a woman um, in the mall. And she was handing out business cards. But they were like modeling business mm. cards. And it was me and one of my best friends. So she gave me and um, my best friend a card. And she told us that she want to, you know, do photo shoots with us. So we're thinking, like, this is regular modeling. Like, you know, jeans, shirt, things like that. So we went to, we set up an appointment. We went to her office. And she set out lingerie for us. So we were like, oh, okay, it's a lingerie shoot. So, you know, we put on a lingerie, we're doing the shoot, and then all of a sudden she's like, well, take off your shirt. And I'm, and that's when I kind of like paused everything, because that's when I was like, wait, what type of service is this? What are we doing? So she explained everything, and honestly, I was really young, I was naive, and... I, I was into money, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to get money. And when she told me the numbers, I didn't even think nothing else. I was just like, okay, I'll do that. 
$2,000 is in, I'm going to take that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't trip. I didn't care. So that's how I got into the whole porn adult industry. Eventually, I had stopped doing porn because I didn't realize the videos were actually going to come out. Like, <laughs> like, I knew they were, but, you know, in the moment, you're just thinking, like, I just want this money. You're not thinking, like, people are actually going to see this. People are actually going to see you, your friends, possibly family members, things of that sort. So when it came out and people started calling me out on it, I was like, oh, I can't do this anymore. Because mm. I didn't want my face out there. Mm. So, so being that we're here right now, let's, 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 like, let's have that piece of the conversation. <clears throat> What differs now as, uh, what like what, what was that transition then? Because you mentioned you stopped. So then, like, what yeah. brought you back into okay? I'm going to um, engage in this in some way, and then what was that transition for you um, in this space of of going back? I guess into doing uh, scenes with with guys and girls. getting a regular job for a while and I realized I did not like being bossed around like I really just like getting my own money and things of that sort but I had no choice because I knew I didn't want my face out there I ended up moving to Vegas and um my friend she was dancing so when she started telling me about her dancing and how much money she was making I ended up dancing as well eventually I was kind of like over the dancing and the trapping and things of that sort because I didn't like being touched you know mm. like from different men every night and things I didn't I didn't want that so I was like let me figure out how to stay in this industry without being touched and that's not found out about camp soda and street mate and once I seen that I could make money from home doing videos and, you know, it's soft porn. I basically started off with soft porn, not too much of guy, girl, or girl, girl. Everything in the beginning was solo for me for years. So it was it was comfortable for me. And I didn't trip. I was like, oh, well, people can see me. It is what it is. My family already knew I was dancing. They already knew what I was doing in Vegas. So at this point, it was kind of like they found out about the, you know, the porn. At that point, it was like, okay, I might as well just do what I want to do. And make your money. If my family's not going to judge me, I don't care about anybody else judgment. Mm. Mm. So uh, I, I do want to touch on, um, you know, you mentioned about wanting to start a foundation. Uh, you talked about you know, being tricked, um, and, 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 and that framing of it. And I think it is important to touch on that, um, because it, it, it's, it is also about education. Um, you know, we can't just say legalize sex work and just like, and just open the door knowing, you know, what, uh, does exist in the real world when it comes right. to sex. Um, and so in that, there is uh there is a lot of sex trafficking there is a lot of 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 
deviousness that takes place when it comes to the porn um, industry and how uh, people, women, are funneled into, women and young girls, I'll say, are funneled into that uh, a field. And so highlight, uh, you know, what you want to do, you know, with this, this future foundation um, and why you feel like it's important to have such a foundation. Honestly, although I am in this industry, I feel like you have to have some type of tough skin to be in this industry. It's not for everybody. And the thing about this generation in society is a lot of people let money rule their world. And that's how I was when I was younger. And it's easy to be the naive girl because you have money flashing in your face, you know? So a lot of people, they don't think the danger of being in this lifestyle. They don't think what it could do to you mentally. Mentally. Um, so my whole thing is a lot of people get lost. A lot of girls get lost into this game. And it's, it's not a fun game. I will say that it's not a fun game. So we make it look glam glamorous on, you know, Instagram and Twitter and stuff. So I want to teach these girls do something different. Mm. Do something different. And the reason why I say do something different is because being in this game is, is basically like playing with the devil. And you get caught up and you get stuck. And you don't know how to let go of that world. So now you're fighting demons. And you don't realize you're fighting demons. And 90 times, 90% of the time, them demons that you're fighting, they're coming with the money. So you're just taking the money, not realizing. Taking that money is not always good, you know? So it's hard. Like, I fight with demons every night, honestly. But I've been in the game so long. It's just like it is what it is for me. What's one of them? It is for me. Huh? What's one of the demons? Loneliness. Why is that the demon? That's the demon for me because I have abandonment issues. So it sucks for me being lonely. And but me being lonely is for me, it, it lets me protect myself because most of the time people want to be with me because they're infatuated with me. You know, they they see the Instagram model and they just want to know if they could smash or if they could bag her. It's, it's not always genuine when it comes to being with girls in this industry. Nine times, guys just want to fuck or they just want to get money with you. It's not about love. It's not about loyalty. So I, I keep people away. Mm. And then, I don't know. You're dealing with different, you know, energies in this industry. And not all energies are good. So those energies attach to you. So, so. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. There you go, no, no, because so here it is, right? Uh, my listeners just know I asked the real shit. So 
when when you I'm I'm hearing you 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 talk about like you know the guys that you know the guys that you are engaging with are these guys that are in the industry or are these guys who just you know may happen to come across what we would call regular dudes. Regular dudes. Okay. I won't date a guy in the industry at all. Okay. Copy. Never. So the regular niggas ain't shit too. Copy. I'm 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 comfortable right. with, with that being the assessment. I mean, if that's your experience, I'm not going to tell you that that your experience is wrong. (laughs) It's the regular one. I've never dated a guy in the industry. Gotcha. I refuse to. I, I, I'm not, no, 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 I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't have any judgment about that. Um, I, I just feel like it was, is important for like context to, yeah. you know, cause again, like I said, I, anybody listen to the show, like knows, I just asked like that, that, that what's the listener going to want to know? And the regular nigga that's listening is going to be like, well, she probably not dating regular niggas. And so, regular niggas, for sure, for sure. and so, oh, Niggas that's not doing OnlyFans and that would be able to access niggas that ain't sitting on more than than 10k followers. Like that that's what I'm talking about. Like uh, yeah, regular niggas. Yes. Them the worst. Those are the that, worst. that's what I'm talking oh, about. My God. And so I mean, okay, so there, there, there's, there's, there's a different line of question. There's two different lines of question. There's the line of questioning about like, how are, you know, who are the ones that are approaching, and you know, what's that cutoff look like? And then there are, you know, what's the experience been like with the ones you've dated, and you know, what you know, you learn mistakes made, such and such. I don't really care about about, about either of those. Um, I, I, I <laughs> like. We could get into your dating life at some point if that's what you want to talk about, but I don't really care about that. Um, I, I I particularly You're want. Not gonna get into that whole story. <laughs> um, that. I, yeah, I just like I don't feel like that 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 needs to. I don't. To me, I don't think that's a relevant part of the conversation. Um, I feel like to ask what can are there sort of is it. You being a sex worker that that limits your you know potential to dating, or is it um, the other things that you may have you know built up and and put you know around you that limit you from dating? Like what is what is it one of those or is it neither? It's both. Okay. I think both because definitely for one definitely sex working because a lot of times like I said guys don't really take sex workers serious and I've been on clubhouse and I've asked this question a million times would you date a sex worker and a lot of guys say no because they don't take the girls serious you know like you know it's it's that's so trash to me right because you remember the city high song yes right so I I I go back to uh like I think about the City High song, and I think about like some of my childhood crushes. And if I ever came across like my childhood, like I thought about this even when I was younger. If I was older and I came across my childhood crush, and I was single, I would still shoot it if she was a sex worker. Like if she was a stripper in the club, like and she was single, I'm, what's up? Like, right. just cause she's like I don't care. 
And so it's it, it there 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 is there are stigmas that do exist. Um, I I don't think they are. Um, I think they're 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 rooted in in unchecked egos, um, and 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 some toxic masculinity. If we're honest, uh, and 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 that's something that needs to be said because like, you know. It, it's about like having the, the 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 fullness of this conversation and to like think about like the fact is like there are things outside of sex that you may want in a relationship um that you know you you should have if you're looking to date or just engage in relations companionship with other people um and just because you do some sort of level of sex work you know as your profession um, shouldn't, you know, necessarily prohibit you from that. Exactly. I say that all the time, but it sucks that it does because I even ask myself, like, dang, am I ever going to get married or, you know, be in a real relationship, though? Because people only see sex working. They don't even care about anything else that you might have going on. I'm a nail tech. I'm a makeup artist. I do hair, you know? Like... I have a clothing line at my daughter. I'm launching my daughter a clothing line. They don't even care about that. I'm in college getting my master's for business. But that goes over everybody's head because all they see and hear is your sex worker. Mm. And mm. that's what it is. Mm. And they think sex, when they say, when they think of sex working, they think you're sleeping with everybody. And it's not like that for everybody. For some people, it may be. Let me ask you this. Everybody. You got a payroll? Hmm? You got a payroll? Do I have a payroll? A payroll? Yeah. No. Do you have to pay uh, contractors and vendors? Okay. Well, I mean, that's good. I'm just wondering, because, like... If, if you've ever had to, like, pay to help, you know, produce any of your content, I, I feel like you are, you know, operating a business, and you, at right. that point, are... Um, it would be. At the end of the day, it would be. You're right. I just, you know, I honestly, I don't deal with... Like, my guy-girl content is boyfriends, you know? So, I don't deal with other sex workers or strangers so I don't have to pay anyone to mm. you know play this role for me or anything like that um I do all of my videos my editing I mean I have a team my best friend he's one of the best photographers and videographers in LA so he works with me for free so I I just you know I have a team that supports me to where I can get things done without having to pay out that, that that's a that's a beautiful, you you know. <laughs> okay, so I want I want no because now this is this this like this takes a bigger shift because <clears throat> you were talking about getting your master's for business and like to me that that spoke to something I've talked about you know before I've you know previously worked with you know high school students and stuff and and promoted the fact that like you know college isn't for everybody. Um, you know, not everybody has to go to college. Not everybody has to go to college in the same, you know, manner that we look at it now in terms right. of like, you know, right after high school, you know, that's your, that's where you have to, you know, that's your next step. Um, and so 
I feel like, you know, we, we have to make more access available to that. We have to, you know, make more access available to that information. And what we have to then do is allow, you know, kids and allow people to go off and, and, and do what they want to do. And right. from there, um, you know, if college at some point, you know, is necessary to, you know, further solidify their business. Like, you know, I would tell students, hey, you want to go own a, a shop or something? All right, you know, go pick up the trade skills. And then, you know, at some point, if you feel like, hey, um, you know, you're ready to open your shop, go get an associate's degree in business. So you got the basics. So you got the, you know, the, the basics of, you know, how to, uh, do inventory and set up your budget and you know that good you don't like it don't have to look like how everybody has designed it <clears throat> so exactly. you, you you're talking about you know the fact that um you know you 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 go, you're going back to school for your business so I, that's why i was asking the questions about if you, you're paying anybody because at that point you are then you know you are utilizing what you're going to school for and in, and, in, and in many ways like you're in a different position than a, a ton of other people because you are effectively you know creating workforce um however you know there that that didn't you know structure the way i was you know asking the questions and that's fine but now you know you're talking about the fact that you do these things yourself and to me that that speaks to another aspect of just again encouraging like the diversity of skills like i've talked about this on the podcast before it's just, like i wish like in the early days of of like modern day reality tv not like the real world like early 2000s like when the vines and shit like the early days of youtube i really yeah. wish like like when black ink first came out and all those other shows like i really wish we didn't like in the black community like put a negative like lens on it and be like oh no that was something like you shouldn't do because right. it was like you look at it now and it's just like yo niggas could have ran away with the bag exactly. niggas like niggas like like no not white people niggas could have ran away with the bag literally in the last 15 to 20 years with in terms of the in terms of content creation like instagram uh you know snapchat or like that could have been something like honestly if if black people were were told like at those buttoning stages like yo it, it don't have to look exactly like how we've been told all the you know years before go be a doctor a lawyer a nurse um like yo you 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 creative you dance like oh like you sing like you sing and play with your pussy like oh like go like go run away with it and and so like it, it 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 somewhat feels like a missed opportunity looking you know kind of looking back and having that hindsight um but now like knowing you know what it could be and knowing that you know we're not old and you know we're not looking you know at the end we're we're, we're still you know at the beginning let's have more conversations about this and let's like let's look at you know folks when they say yeah i do my own editing um, you know, I, my exactly. lighting, like my, my social media, um, cause I'm coming to that next. Like I'm, I'm about to bring this shit full circle. Um, so like, uh, let's applaud that because those are all fucking skills. Those are all skills that people uh, are at, you know, fortune 500 companies getting paid six figures to manage. I know social media managers that are getting paid $85,000 a year. 
like so those are skills so like we can't underestimate someone who who has those full capacities so right, right here it is um <laughs> let's 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 go back to this so your your social medias um you have upwards of what 60 something thousand followers give or yeah. take or something along those lines um and you manage to you manage multiple accounts let's 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 how the fuck do you do that okay so i will say this because i can't take all the credit so i do my instagram um i do my twitter sometimes but i do have somebody that does my twitter for me because twitter is like it's so i hate twitter just put like that like i can't do twitter um, is it someone that just gets their bars off under your name? Huh? Is it someone that just gets their bars off under your name? Yes. Like, <laughs> I, uh, I do my OnlyFans. I do my Cam Soda. I do my Benny Vids. Um, I do my Night Flirt. I do all of my other social medias. I don't do my Reddit. That's So I don't do my Twitter and I don't do my Reddit. But I do everything else. You mentioned five that you do yourself. Like, that's, that's, how do you do it? Like, the editing alone is a pain in the ass. Like, then you gotta go and, like, upload, like, like, okay, let's, let's, let's have fun with, with people real quick because let's let the audience into, to the development of content. <laughs> so, if you're like me, I film, like, I'll record the, like, the podcast content like however it comes out like if there's a interruption it 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 may get put in and i don't really care i may not likely edit that out however there's still an editing that has to take place like after you record what's your editing process that takes place after you record long my editing takes honestly a whole day and that's why i hate to edit because i'm so particular with everything okay literally everything so filming by itself is horrible because i'm my own fucking director i'm my own videographer you know so i gotta make sure the angles are right i gotta keep getting up switching angles making sure the pot uh the little tripod doesn't fall i have to make sure my face is looking right so i have to put a mirror behind the camera to look at myself because I just have to make sure everything is on point. So that's why I do a whole day of content and then a whole day of editing mm. because editing could take long for me. Very, very long. I like, um, I like to remix my stuff. I'm so particular with my editing, so I won't let no one else do it. Because it has to be done a certain way. And a lot of people don't understand my vision at the end of the day, you know? And in order for your vision to come out how you want it to come out, you have to do it yourself. So, I do not like anyone else to edit for me. I will. I prefer me to edit now. So, it does. it's, it's a process for me. Um, I'm trying to actually get into other softwares because right now I'm only using iMovie. I have another one that I use, but it's 
I'm still learning it. Um, I love iMovie. Hot, but, I love um, iMovie. Definitely still learning it. It's hard. I love iMovie. I, I will say that. I, just, <laughs> I do. I love iMovie. It, it's, it's with the slow mo's, all that. It, it's it's functional. Um, I I do know there are better softwares, uh, but I just <laughs> yeah. I always just it's easy. Yeah, it makes it does make the process easy. Um, a lot of times I don't record long. I think that's my problem. I do need to start recording longer videos that way I'll have more things to um edit and have in my folder but iMovie I cannot sometimes if the video is just like a cute little short teasing video I can knock out like 10 teasing <laughs> videos with iMovie you feel me like it'd be so easy it's, it's, it's the best it is the best so. so let's talk about this let's talk about your content Beyond being creative, what's the difficulty with coming up or developing and putting together your content? Um, sometimes not. Ha- okay, let me figure out how to answer this. I think for me, putting together, it's hard to put together my content because sometimes I, but. I end up having to do solos. Because Wait, I say it again? Like other people. Say it again? So I don't like to do solos, and most of the time, the content that I want to create does involve another person. And but, so I know that, that that's the answer. Yes. <laughs> but I hate deal, dealing with other people. Uh-huh. So it's hard for me um, to want... What, what can I say? It's hard for me to want to put out content, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because it's not the content that I really want to put out. So, yeah, I think that's the difficult part about putting together my content. is finding people that I feel I can use as like a partnership instead of just the wham, bam, and then go to the next content creator. I think the hard part for me to put it together is collaborating with other people. Mm. That's real. Um, what are your highlights? Okay, so highlights mean in so different in so many ways. So, so highlights are what is what are the best parts for you? Coming. <laughs> I would not have expected anything else. Um, so please, thank you for being sincere. Um, I think that I enjoy sex. I I am a very sexual person. Um, whether it's I don't even have to have sex with anybody for me to enjoy, you know, coming and I masturbate every night. And sometimes every morning, it just all depends on what mood I'm in. You feel me? So, yeah, that's the best part. So, real question in terms of, like, filming your content. And, like, you you mentioned a whole day. And I think this is a real question of how many times are you coming in that day? 
It fine, depending on um, how many. So it depends on how many videos I decide to create in that day. Because when I say I could spend five hours to six hours doing a video, it could be one video. It could be, you know, multiple videos. So um, if it's one video and I'm just having a hard time with liking how I'm looking on camera, I might have to come mm. two to three, maybe four times. Because it, it has to be on point. Or I might have to squirt, you know, a few times. Gotta take a few breaks, but you know, we're gonna get it done. Um, if I'm That's creating real. three to five uh, videos, then I'm coming three to five times, you know. So those will, those will usually be short videos. So the shorter the video, the easier, the less, you know, me having to stop and redo and things like that. It's probably like a 30 second video or a minute video. So mm. I can get those done. So before we wrap up your your journey, um, would you say it's been worth it thus far? Camp OnlyFans. All of it. All of it. If I could redo my life, I would. Mm. So if I could say that, I wouldn't say it was worth it. Hmm. What aspects, if you don't mind me asking? Um, now that I see life outside of sex working, because like I said, I've been in this industry since I was 18. And even though when I had a regular job, I still had sugar daddies and things like that. So I'm still around the scene at the end of the day, you know, but seeing life outside of sex working, I feel like I probably would have built a better life for myself. And I probably wouldn't have had risk so much or put myself in so many dangerous situations. But I will say for the most part, it did make me who I am today. As far as the strength that I have, you know, this me being strong-willed and me being able to be put in certain situations but knowing how to handle myself, it taught me a lot. It taught me how to protect myself it taught me about how evil this world can really be. So I will say it's like a blessing and a curse at the same time. Mm. So I feel like that <clears throat> if we can, like that, that, that transitions into there, there was another, I want, there was another space that I wanted to go to with, with kind of wrapping up like the journey aspect and shifting into like, legalizing uh sex work across you know the board uh but i feel like it transitions into all of it of like so like the money power respect was section was like like i said the this this season i've i've really been intentional about having this conversation about legalizing sex work i think it's it's one of those things that we need to we it's that conversation we need to start having alongside um you know uh police reform marijuana legalization sex work needs to go right alongside it um because it's keeping a lot of things in the shadows um particularly uh uh sex trafficking and uh sex trafficking of black women uh and sex trafficking of minors um, little girls, 
Um, and I, it, it bothers me when I hear the reports and they talk about like as women. I'm just like, I'm like, no, they're girls. Um, and so you know, it, it, it's it's because we we've kept sex work in the shadows is why we don't have the larger conversation. Um, and so it's it's necessary that we start having this larger conversation because we do have to start separating what 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 is adult consenting behavior and what is not adult consenting behavior what is uh pedophilia what is sex trafficking um what is you know a, a form of modern day slavery uh and so if you could share you know you, you talked more about like um you talked more about how, you know, how it was, you know, evil and, and, and negative. Um, not getting too dark and not wanting to, like, you know, be too in it. But what would you say were the things that you feel like somebody else needs to know? Um. Like, what was the suspect situation? That that was a six seven on the scales of like this is about to, this could be a little crazy. <laughs> In the sex working world, it's a lot. So I'm trying to think of what was not too bad. <laughs> I mean, if you want to give too bad, if you feel comfortable nah, giving too crazy. No, no, I no. If you if you're comfortable giving it, it's more about if you feel comfortable giving it. Uh, we can put trigger warning. Uh, <laughs> there goes. Um, but if you feel comfortable sharing, please by all means. Uh, okay. Well, I'll I'll just say this: being robbed multiple times, um, being a dancer, you know. Uh, not even just being robbed, but also stalking. I've dealt with that before, which, you know, I had to make my daughter leave and stay with my mom for a couple of weeks just so I could, you know, get the report done from the police and things like that. But it's just, you don't know who you're going to run into. You know what I'm saying? You don't know who's behind that door. You don't know who's watching you after you leave the club. You don't know watching you on the cameras but might be in your city and they recognize you in a grocery store and they end up following you home so you just have to make sure you're on your p's and you know cues and always watching your surroundings because when you are on OnlyFans, when you are in the club when you're just a sex worker period your face is going to be recognized people are going to recognize you you don't know who's who has come across your videos mm -hmm. or who has just come across you period in a club or whatever the case may be. You're not, your eyes are not on everybody. So you just have to watch your surroundings and being careful. Um, I always recommend girls to get a gun, mm. you know, get, get registered for a weapon so you could protect yourself because yeah, we can do pepper spray. We can have tasers, but Get a gun, too, because you just never know. And sex trafficking is a thousand percent real. I've had friends who has experienced that. So that's why it's just that's why I want to ment uh, mentor girls to not go this route when 
there's so many other opportunities in this world that you can do or just think about it because I think with social media nowadays, you know, they glamorify all of this. They glorify it, you know? So little girls that turn 18 or before they turn 18, they already have it in their mind that they want surgery. They already have it in their mind that they want to be a stripper or a bottle service girl or have a cam soda or OnlyFans. You got girls, little girls that already have OnlyFans and they're just probably using their older sister ID to sign up and things of that sort. So I just think that. So scary. That's a little scary. <laughs> That's a little say? scary. Yeah. That's a little scary. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it that's the truth about it. So, and this is why I feel like we have to, we do have to bring it out of the shadows because we have to set up a more regulated space for yeah. this. Like, the thing where, like, with Europe... And having, you know, there are different countries that have, you know, uh, legalized uh, sex work. And, um, you know, it's it's regulated. And it's not to say that, you know, violence in terms of sex doesn't still happen. Um, you know, this conversation isn't about, you know, trying to invalidate things that, that, that do take place. But it's also about, it's about having uh, a conversation to... Bring more uh, transparency and more honesty and more awareness to, you know, the realities is that, you know, one, people do like sex. Right. Two, people should be able to sell their bodies. Uh, if that includes sex, that's it. That's sex. Um, and, and three, having, you know, the ability to affirm this for yourself creates you know the ability to have you know more uh protections so like you said you know being more aware of what you're you know walking into know that this is what you want to do if you're going to do it and you're having those type of situations where you're going you know to something have a gut like it's 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 about you know having again you know more regulations to where you know maybe it's uh it's an environment it's it's a brothel you know we've had those before where the you know the thing about the brothels though that I will say um those sometimes are the worst well see branches and stuff so but see here's the thing I think for like. In that case, and I, I don't disagree with you, it's because it's such, it's it's so niche. It's so niche. Like, it's just there. So, it's yeah. just like, we, we, yeah, like, okay, like, this is the spot. Like, you, where, where else the fuck you gonna go? Right. But but when we have the conversation about opening it up and, 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 and making it and making it whole alongside everything else that that is a legit profession... Uh, you again bring regulation. So the brothel isn't just a one owner. It's everyone that works there. Is it, that's a that's a great place to have a cooperative. The thing is, they're not gonna want to legalize no. sex working because they look down on sex workers. Mm-hmm. They might the judge might fuck a sex worker, but at the end of the day, in front of his friends, that's disgusting. You know what I'm saying? Their wives. They're not going to legalize sex working because 
they don't look at sex workers as human beings. That's why they treat us the way they treat us, the police officers. They rape half of these sex workers all the time, all around the world. You know, if you want to get out of jail, free card, you got to suck my dick or you got to fuck me and, and shit like that. So they don't treat sex workers as humans. They treat sex workers as animals, as dogs. It's trash. Because it's like... It's pretty much trash. It's... it's. I have really started to enjoy porn as of late. And it's not like out of this this fantasy. It's like... <clears throat> Starting to see, like, okay, what is actually humanly possible without going, like, out of your fucking mind? Like, like trying to break shit. Not, like... Like, I'm, when I say... What I mean by that is, like, taking more time to enjoy it. Like, enjoy it. Like, be in the space of enjoyment. And this includes when you're masturbating. It's just like be, right. like be present in that, and and go like so. When you mention like a five hour session like that day, and you might record three to five videos, and that you know, in that you might spend maybe a good three hours of that process masturbating. Yeah. And 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 like it I can. I be in it the whole time. <laughs> and, and and it could be pleasurable. Like that, that, that of that three hour, like of that three hour, of that five hour period, those three hours that you spend doing it, like can be, you know, really yeah. great. And that, and that can be something that you, you have in real life. Like, and you can, you can take aspects of that by watching porn. Like if right. you are looking for the right aspects. Um, and I so. <laughs> That's the only way I could like. To be honest, like I've tried to do it without having to watch porn, but yeah, it's not the same outcome. So I'm always on that girl on girl. <laughs> yeah, so you're right. It 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 is um it, it it's it's a real thing. So like I've I've just I've come to like I said myself just enjoy that, and so you know it's a real thing of life that you know we we. We enjoy that. Like it's 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 something that allows us to 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 receive pleasure. Um, that's free. You know, we don't have to go buy it like weed or alcohol. Um, you know, heck, you know, we don't need to produce anything. Of you know, we have all the products necessary. Like you don't really need lube. You got saliva if you really want to get down to it. Um, so you know, we have all the the, the products necessary to fulfill the the, the action. Of, of seeking, you know, pleasure. Uh, and so it's something I think we have to realize that we have to bring to the for forefront um, that, you know, we, we, we have to start seeing everyone as, as, as a person. Um, and we have to start seeing this as a, as a career, as a profession. We have to start removing the shame, the shame away from talking about right. sex. The whole, you're not a real woman if you're half-naked on social media. Like, how does that not make you a real woman? I didn't know having clothes on or off made you anything. Mm -hmm. You know? So, 
Yeah, the, we have to normalize sex working as being art. Because that's exactly what it is. It's mm-hmm. art. You have all these creative people putting together art, making sure half of y'all per not y'all, but you know, most of these guys getting their nut off. So at the end of the day, why not appreciate the art and love the art? Or don't just love the art, but love it openly. Because that's the thing. Men will love you behind closed doors and shame you, you know, in front of the world. And it's it's crazy. Not even just men, but women do it too. Women will shame you to the world, but admire you behind closed doors. Because there's a lot of women who slide in my DMs like, oh, if I had you know, the body or if I had the mind to do it or, you know, if I, if, or the confidence to do it myself, I will be just like you. But then you see these same women making posts like, why do you have to be half naked on the internet or guys only, you know, like the girls that's half naked and these girls are bird brains. Like I've heard it all. Like we're you know, not intelligent, we have nothing else going for ourselves. Half of us are college graduates, you know, half of us have our own business. Like, it's more to sex working. That's why I said a lot of content creators will spend probably a day or two making content, and the rest of the days out there week, they're spending it with their families or with their business or whatever else that they have going on. So it's more to us than just sex that's mm. just it's just more to us than sex mm. Mm, mm, mm. and this is why we need more spaces yeah. for like <clears throat> for what it is when it is just sex and then when it's not just sex um and there's 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 legitimacy to it um there's there's more uh um there's more conversations that need to be had around it so uh yeah that's that's real um so there's a there's a part two of this conversation um that i want to have really quickly uh but i i'm gonna close out this 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 space um and and invite everyone to just tap into that um but before i close out where can people find you like where can they 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 access your and 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 i'm utilize it for what it is like don't 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 throw no hate please don't like i that would just like i don't think that would be like i like i feel like the people who listen to this shit fuck with me um so uh if they you can delete it anyway i get a lot of hate mail <laughs> so i feel like hop in the dms respectfully um preview you know the only fans as you need you know buy the subscription if you're feeling it um I'll but be yes having a free only fans page coming out soon so oh okay it uh, won't have like too much explicit but it will be more than what instagram will allow and then they can transfer offer to my page so mm. so let them know where they can find you okay you guys can find me at um on ig at the real nikki nicole um my OnlyFans is therealnickynicole.com. My Twitter is nickynicole triple x. Um, my I said my OnlyFans 
And that is really about it for right now. Cool. So, people, y'all know, as always, I appreciate y'all. Email everybodymadpod at gmail.com. Tell me how you feel about the show. Uh, Keep coming back. Keep referring content, uh, ideas, and themes. Let me know what you think. IG, Facebook, like and follow everybody mad pod. Uh, And uh, at the real Nikki, Nicole. Uh, And then everybody mad on all all major podcast platforms. Subscribe if you're feeling this. Uh, Nikki, what's a quote you go by? I haven't been going by any quotes nowadays. I've just been smoking my weed. <laughs> no, just... <laughs> I, I, you know, listen, listen, hold on. Go ahead. You know what? I'm not mad because as how I opened, how I opened, right? I said, how I opened it. And I said, listen, I'm gonna get my bars off because it's been a crazy, you know, it's just been what it is the last, you know, couple months. I, right. I, I, that's what I said. And so... <laughs> What I've been doing literally is just been sitting back, chilling, like smoking weed, like sleeping how I want, like right. doing what whatever I please, like beating my meat, having sex, like that's just like this is what it is, like it's been life, like I'm sorry, um, I'm not, um, and so it's like I'm not mad that you 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 not because no, I'm I'm I kid you, like it's. Listen, this show always comes full circle. I tell y'all this all the time. Like, I kid you not. Like, it's it's magic. Like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't plan it out like that I, at I all. I tried to think of it, but I'm like, dang, I ain't even really been thinking of quotes or affirmations or nothing these last couple of weeks. I just been high. Just Yo, weed, I'm not mad at you. Because, okay, so I pulled up this, uh, Open Society Foundation uh, report. Um, Ten reasons to decriminalize sex work. And I'm not going to read all of them. Um, but I'm going to read uh, some of the top headlines for a couple of them. Or a few of them. Uh, to close it out. So one, decriminalization respects human rights and dignity. A cornerstone of contemporary human rights is that all people are born free and equal in dignity and rights. There are many reasons why adult sex works, whether it is their main livelihood or a temporary means to survive or an opportunity to supplement other income. Some people find that sex work offers better pay and more flexible working conditions. Whatever the reason, sex work is work and the sex worker should be treated with dignity. Sex work in many parts of the world has has organized to fight of human rights that cannot be fully recognized as long as criminal laws threaten sex workers, access to justice, health, and social services, undermine their right to labor and workplace protections, and expose them to violence, decriminalization, and arbitrary arrest. Decriminalization helps guard against violence and abuse. Sex work is not inherently violent. It is criminalization that places sex workers at greater risk. The need to avoid arrest of both sex workers and their clients means that the street-based sex workers must often move to isolated areas that are less visible to law enforcement and where violence is more prevalent. Fear of, the arrest by, uh, fear of arrest and police abuse limits the time and method that sex workers can use to conduct safely screening of clients without detection by the police. Three. Decriminalization challenges police abuse and violence. 
Where sex work is criminalized, police wield power over sex workers. Police threaten sex workers with arrests, public humiliation, and extortion. In the Central and Eastern Europe and Central Asia, a high proportion of sex workers have reported suffering sexual assault by police, as high as 90% in Kyrgyzstan. In Cambodia, nearly half of all freelance sex workers have been beaten, and nearly half and nearly half have been raped by police. And nearly three of every four brothel-based sex workers have been beaten, and more have and more than half have been raped by police. Yeah, so that's what I'm going out on uh, on this portion. Uh, there's more to come, but thank y'all for tuning in on this part. We out. I promise you, we as a people will get there.